0: Here's your host, the one and only Dan Bach. Hey everyone, what's going on? Dan Bach here with this Friday edition of the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Greatly appreciate you guys giving us a listen and a download, and we also thank Fantasy Draft for their great support of what we do. Make sure you go on over there, sign up through our links here on Roto Grinders, uh, be a part of the One of the growing sites out there in the industry and certainly excited by uh, a lot of the stuff they have going on. Their format's really fun to be building lineups there. And I mean that, I'm not just, you know, spouting this off because they sponsor. Uh, It's a real departure from what you get on FanDuel and DraftKings, where you have to stay locked in positionally, uh, I think it really limits the number of uh, overlap and that you see on a night-to-night basis, and uh, also gives you just more options in your lineup building, and I think makes stacking even that much less important over there because uh, you can get some of the best players even if they're at the same position. So it's infield, outfield and Utility, two starting pitchers, and uh, we certainly appreciate them joining uh, the ranks of the sponsorship here on this podcast, and uh, if you like free stuff, make sure you join them because they're allowing us to bring you this, things like the Happy Hour, uh, for absolutely free, so thanks again to them, and uh, remember, they got their big MLB tournament a little bit less than a month away and uh, I would recommend trying to get some tickets into that uh, they have lots of different qualifiers in their lobby and remember rake free head-to-head games if you're a cash game player there's no reason not to be playing over on fantasy draft and I know they're working on a lot of uh, other things on the horizon so uh, really appreciate uh, them and uh, check them out if you haven't done so already uh, big Friday night slate. We'll get to in just a minute. One thing that did come out yesterday was an article from Recode that uh, basically uh, alluded to that uh, that they you know heard rumors, rumblings. I think it might have even been sources that the uh, the the federal uh, the Federal Trade Commission might not actually allow the FanDuel and DraftKings merger to go through which is the first that we've heard of anything like this. And again, you never know when things come from sources uh, uh, how factual they are or are not. But, you know, this is one of the things that uh, was very possible. And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of happens if that holds true. Because then I honestly don't know if both of these companies make it. Like, it might sound weird to say that, but I think we might also get back to where we were a couple of years ago, where people are fighting to become a winner. And uh, and that could mean, I don't think we're going to have crazy, um, you know, advertising spends like we had before, but it's really... Uh, kind of shocking that that would take place I know some people say Dan you know why should this these companies become a monopoly well for me I believe that the moment that these companies actually do come together there's a chance that it actually allows other companies a better chance to make a move in this industry than as opposed to uh, just having a duopoly like we have right now and I think that there's really room for two big companies companies in this space. And uh, I think that if they combine to one entity, there's major opportunity for somebody else. If they don't, it'll be interesting to see how this works works its way out. And if one of them can't afford to stay open um, and throws in the towel, then you pretty much will likely have a monopoly at that time until somebody else who maybe managed their finances better could take that number two spot. But it's really thrown a wrench into the whole thing because I think most of us, at least I did, was under the belief that this thing was going to go through. And I do think there's an argument to be made as well about uh, them being in the same classification of fantasy sports as companies like Yahoo and ESPN. And You know, I'm wondering during this review process if they talked about, you know, roadmaps in terms of, hey, you know what, right now we're just offering, uh, you know, real money daily games, but, you know, in our queue, on our roadmap, we have free season-long games as well on our platform. And, you know, I don't know if they did that or if they didn't do that. Obviously, I'm not privy to any of those discussions or even if it matters, but I think it would have helped... That argument, because I do think it's an it's a legit argument when you look at the way that these companies have been trending. Uh, because I've always said said it before, I didn't really feel their version of season long games was really a true competitor for regular season long games. You know the uh, you know the the friends leagues, the things like that. I didn't really view that personally as like oh people are gonna quit their their regular leagues, and suddenly play those. I didn't. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to take place. Now, um, what I do think could become a more emerging trend, and we got our friends over there at Draft who are supposed to uh, launch this product pretty soon, and that's, you know, best ball, season-long best ball, uh, where you basically draft your team, and you set it and forget it. And basically, your team, you know, the best lineup that your your players that you drafted give you each week is going to be your total. So basically, it's Uh, drafting, but not having to deal with waiver pickups and, you know, other things that uh, people kind of are becoming more annoyed with in playing. And like, I'm a little surprised, I've said this before, that a daily site hasn't implemented that, you know, my fantasy league has Really built up a cult following with those, with those MFL uh, 10s. And I was surprised nobody had done it. Draft is supposed to launch that maybe as early as today. And I'm just surprised that like a FanDuel or DraftKings just kind of ignored that potential market. Because not only do I think there's maybe money to be made there. There's obviously a way for you to capitalize on NFL before the actual season begins. But then it also gives you that larger argument. When you go to these regulators and say, hey, see, we are facilitating real season-long games um, similar to what you know other competitors are doing. And uh, I just don't – maybe that's in the pipeline. I don't know. But I'm just surprised it, it, it's not there already. But uh, draft is supposed to have that. So if you're into that stuff, make sure you use promo code GRINDERS. When you sign up, and we're hoping to do some awesome content with them around those over the next uh, few weeks, uh, because football season, you know, mini camps kind of getting wrapped up in some places. I know Jacksonville's having theirs. I think they just wrapped that up, and uh, I don't know. Get a little football bug here, you know. It's gonna it's gonna grow even larger when we get to uh, July and August, and we're really in the doldrums of baseball, but. Uh, that's just kind of my thoughts on that news that hit, and it's crazy because FSTA is next week in New York. Uh, I will be out there for it, and there's seemingly always big news, rumors, things like that 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 hit during FSTA week, so uh, I don't know if uh, this is it, if there's going to be something else that comes out, but I'll certainly have my boots on the ground, be talking to a lot of people, and if somebody happens to be listening to this podcast going to be out there, be sure to say hi to me as uh, I'll have my presence there through the Monday and Tuesday out there. Uh, All right, well, that's kind of the uh, industry wrap-up right now. Let's get into the Friday night games, and this is an interesting slate today because we definitely have one pitcher that stands out, but uh, when you look at the uh, hitting environments today, the game totals, I'm just not sure how much in play he really is today, so uh, let's break it down. We'll start with pitching, and uh, and. Obviously, we got Max Scherzer here on the slate, and uh, this guy has been, you know, beyond elite this season, Uh, just his last start uh, against Texas, you know, I was nervous about that start, always am, um, but that was at home, 10 strikeouts, 14 in LA, 11 in San Francisco, 13 in San Diego. Now he uh, has to go on the road against the New York Mets, and uh, this is an interesting spot for him because you look at his two previous games against the Mets. One game he went for nine strikeouts, had 52 fan duel points, uh, picked up the quality start and the win. The following start against them, which uh, was at home. He only had 24 points, seven strikeouts, and five earned runs, Uh, and he did give up three earned runs in that previous game, though, where he did have 52 fantasy points, so the Mets, uh, one of the few teams who've been able to score against him, and I'll tell you why. It's because if Scherzer has struggles, it's against left-handed pitching, and you've got Michael Conforto, you've got Granderson, you've got Bruce, you've got Duda. Uh, you got Reyes, you've got um, Neil Walker. I mean, there's just loading up with left-handed bats against Max Scherzer. And that kind of makes me a little bit nervous. But the thing about this slate is we got a ton of great hitting environments, which uh, clearly New York might not be one of them. It's only 71 degrees today where we've got 80 and 90 degree temperatures all over the place. So you could say to yourself, well, yeah, like that's more reason to take Scherzer. The implied run total is 3.35 for the Mets. That is way less than... Pretty much anyone else on the slate nobody uh, I don't think there's another game let's see it looks like Oakland at 3.71 and that's it we only have one other team with an implied run total under four on this slate so you could say well you know what? I'm gonna get exposure to the top pitcher on a day where there's not going to be many top pitchers and I get it I get that side of it but the flip side of that is all these other hitting environments mean there's going to be a lot of really good bats that you want to spend up on. Because look at these game totals. Nine and a half in Pittsburgh against Chicago. That's big. Uh, Phillies and Diamondbacks at a nine. Aaron Nola against Patrick Corbin. Uh, Kevin Gossman's on the slate. So you have got a nine out there in Baltimore today. Uh, Quintana and Bigiani at a nine out there in Baltimore. Nine and a half in Cincinnati. in Detroit, 9 in Atlanta, 10 in Texas, 10 in Minnesota, 10 in Milwaukee, 9 in Houston, 11 in Colorado, and then an 8 in Oakland, and an 8.5 out west with the Angels. So you got a lot of high totals, a lot of bats that you might want to spend up on. So I think it's weird to say this, but I actually think he's like a... He's going to be probably a cash fade for me, even on a single, on. certainly on a single pitcher site. You know, maybe on the two pitcher sites, you can make them work a little bit easier because we will talk about the value pitchers out there. But I'm looking on FanDuel right now, and I just like the lineup that I can build using Luis Severino instead. And Severino, for me, has been obviously not quite the upside you get in Scherzer. You know, he's good at strikeouts, gets you around... Uh, you know, seven, eight a game doesn't usually get you into double digits. He's done it twice, but this matchup versus Oakland, we talked about the, uh, the only other under four team total we have is the A's today. And just the price discount you get on him is enormous. 9,900 on FanDuel. For Severino versus 2,400 on Scherzer. If Scherzer's at 10-5, even 11K, I probably just pay it. But when I can get that much savings, that's going to upgrade multiple positions here. So I'm actually off of Scherzer today. I think in FanDuel Cash tonight. I don't love the matchup, and I want the salary relief. So I think that's the way that I am playing it tonight in Oakland, obviously more of a pitcher's park than you typically see. Uh, The Yankees have been so, so here on this road trip so far. I haven't really pitched great Montgomery again last night. Didn't uh, look as strong as he had normally. Um, You know, they gave up a handful of runs out there uh, in LA the series before, Uh, but I like this matchup for Severino here against this Oakland offense. And uh, you know, Solid enough favorite at minus 136. Sean Manea, I don't think that's going to work out well for him. Uh, The lefty going against guys like Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, Matt Holliday, Castro, Gary the Goat. I mean, they all rake versus left-handed pitching. So uh, I'm I'm in Camp Severino today in cash. So I definitely think Severino on FanDuel is the way I'm going. You know, DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, uh, he's a little bit – I guess closer to the price um, than, uh, let's see, 22.4 on Fantasy Draft, 11.5 over on DraftKings, and let's see, the Nationals, or let me see, uh, Max Scherzer on those two sites, he is 12.9 on DraftKings and 25.2 on Fantasy Draft. So feels a little bit closer on those sites, Um, so it could be a a hedge situation for you if you're like, I don't want to not have Max Scherzer, well, maybe you play him on those multiple pitcher sites, because here's the deal, like, you just care about your total starting pitcher spend, and there are a couple of guys that I think we can maybe go to on the cheap today on DraftKings and Fantasy Drafts, so uh, the places where I'm looking most here is Toronto with uh, Bijiani here again, this guy is. Been super steady. Does not seem to get any run support here. But uh, you look at the last couple of games, 31, 40, 37. In all three of those games, he did not pick up win points there. And that was against a hot, a very hot Seattle team, New York and Texas. So not the worst teams in the league by any stretch. Now he gets the White Sox at home. And the White Sox versus right-handed pitching has left a lot to be desired. I think they've certainly uh, been getting better. But uh, I like this number on him today—a solid enough favorite. And if he becomes a greater favorite as the day goes on, uh, that's going to put me more in his camp. So price on him—I don't think has really uh, reacted to where it should. Um, DraftKings only 6,900. Fantasy Draft only at 13.8. So I think he's a really safe kind of cheaper option because you know the the higher price guys like Carlos Martinez tonight. Um, against Baltimore, that's fine. It looks like we might have weather issues there. Uh, Baltimore, they just haven't been good. But back at home, uh, n- not the hitting environment that I really want to spend up for. And, again, I want bats, so I need to find some value pitching. Uh, B. Gianni is does provide that for us here. Uh, another name to consider is Alex Wood at 9,100. I know he's gets a ballpark downgrade going over there to – Um, going to Great American against the Reds. But this guy's just been so steady so far this season. Finally gave up a handful of runs versus this Cincinnati team in his last start. Uh, Three earned runs, but still did have seven strikeouts in five and two-thirds innings and hasn't allowed... A home run in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts, and has allowed one home run this entire season. And that looks like in eleven starts so far this season, he's allowed one home run. So really limiting that kind of hard contact. And uh, another guy that you know I'm kind of bullish on for the price. I don't know if I'm playing him on Fanduel, uh, but I think on two pitcher sites, he's a guy that I'm looking at here today. Uh, Sean Newcomb gonna draw another start for Atlanta. This is the youngster who has really good strikeout stuff. In his first start, he was awesome against the Mets. You know, seven strikeouts in six and a third innings. Didn't even pick up the win points that day. I will say that I'm a little bit. You get a little bit nervous because he's kind of had some command issues in the minors. Now we didn't see it in that first start, um, but this is a situation here. He's going against the Marlins at home, a very good hitters ballpark out there today. If they get patient at the plate, watch out, but you know, Giancarlo Stanton versus a lefty, especially a young lefty is a really, really good matchup for him. But I think Newcomb, you know, SP two is going to be in play for us today. Um, especially considering, you know, where else are we going to really go here? Uh, maybe Jesse Chavez today against uh, Kansas city. I know Kansas city did all right. Um, that last go around. I mean, I don't want to play Jesse Chavez. I mean, he pitched two decent games there against Detroit and Atlanta really got lit up by Houston that last time out. Doesn't look like he's faced Kansas city this year. I mean, he's, he's okay. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I'd, I'd rather go B. Gianni at a pretty similar price point over there today with him being at home um and again that that ballpark yielding some runs here the last couple of days so uh and then the last guy to talk about Steven Matts kind of interesting here you know I don't love taking pitchers against Washington simply because um you know there's uh, they've been pretty elite versus left-handers uh, f- uh this entire season but uh I think he's somewhat interesting in terms of pedigree of pitcher that we have out there. Uh, he's has guy I'm, I'm all right with. I think he's probably a little too cheap. Let me check the numbers on DraftKings. 7K, Fantasy Draft, 14K. Uh, still think B. Gianni's my favorite number two. So that's, that's where I'm looking today. Uh, all right, bats-wise, you know, we're going to go positional here, but I just want to throw some things that I'm noticing here. Uh, man, Eddie Butler is pitching today and I don't think he's good. I think he's really overdue to get bombed. It's a shame that it's Pittsburgh in that ballpark, but you never know. Sometimes, I mean, at nine and a half, if that would go over 10, that would be a rare occurrence that we have out there in Pittsburgh. And it's not like this is just all Chicago Cubs in the run line here. Butler is a barely a favorite against a pretty garbage pitcher in his own right in Trevor Williams. So, um, Definitely willing to go against Eddie Butler here today. Uh, obviously, Kevin Gossman's been a dumpster fire most of this year on the mound, so I don't necessarily see that changing against a, a Cardinals offense that's really starting to hit. Obviously, Carpenter, a really nice game yesterday. Uh, Dodgers get Adelman today in a very you know advantageous hitting environment, uh, so they've got a run total of 5.4 today implied. That's a big number. And then you got to look at this heat out there in Texas. I mean, this is what we talk about. Just a heat wave going to be rolling through here, and we see it in Texas today at a 94 degree temperature. James Paxton against Tyson Ross. I'm completely off of Paxton today in this matchup against the Rangers. I don't trust him after a couple of bad starts and a really negative park shift here, so I'm off of him today. Uh, Minnesota, that ballpark's been yielding a ton of runs. And Nick Turley is on the mound for them against Cleveland. I am big into Cleveland bats tonight. Uh, Turley's a guy who's uh, making his debut at 27 years old. He's kind of toiled in the minor leagues for almost up to a decade. 50th round draft pick. So uh, maybe not a highly touted guy. He's grinded his way up to the big leagues. Uh, But Vegas certainly not overly optimistic about his prospects here today with the uh, Indians, one of the higher team totals on the board tonight. Also, we've got the Brewers um, at home. Um, pretty big favorites today. You know, Junior Guerra, is a name I didn't talk about uh, much, and he gets the Padres offense, which has been pretty dreadful this season, and and Guerra's been pretty good for the most part this season. Uh, you know, Last couple starts, not great, 22 and 18 on Fandle, but did have a 40 against the Mets, a 29 against Arizona. Uh, The high total in that one's probably going to keep me off, but certainly Milwaukee, Eric Thames, love him today against Miguel Diaz. They're projected to score a ton of runs. You got Colorado and San Francisco at an 11, Senzatella against Samarja. We saw The Rock, both these teams, go for a ton of runs, almost – I think it was almost 20 runs last night. It was like 11 to 9, right around there. So uh, obviously Coors Field in the middle of the summer, 89 degrees. When you get that and thin air, then you get a lot of runs. So you're never going to be wrong using players from that game. So before I get into positional, I just wanted to kind of break down where we were with the actual hitting environments today because there's really some good ones. All right, let's head up catcher. Uh, I'm going to go a couple of ways here. Obviously, if you're using uh the standout pitcher and Scherzer today you're really gonna have to save and uh you know the uh, I've kind of built a, a couple of lineups here today and in one of my lineups I've got uh Cameron Rupp in there and I'm looking at Cameron Rupp's game logs here over the last month and he is freaking terrible but he's you know last two years you can't argue with really good numbers against lefties. You're looking at a 405 Woba, 272 ISO, and 114 at-bats. Uh, and he's 2K over on FanDuel, 2200 over on DraftKings. He's going to be a path to value for you today. So, uh, uh, But he's been so bad. It's like looking at a two-year sample size versus a you know 15-game sample size and saying, okay, you know, I'm going to take the two-year sample size here, but he has just been not very productive at the plate. But uh, he's a guy that I do have some interest in. You could go to Manny Pena as well. He's been really solid this season. Uh, 345 Woba versus righties, uh, 178 ISO. He's usually bats kind of in the middle of that lineup. He's only 2.3, so uh, there's an alternative for you there. Some of the names popping on the higher end. I don't think I'm doing that. I think I'm going to punt this spot, maybe even in my non, uh, um, non-Scherzer non lineups, which I'll probably have most of today. Uh, I don't think Buster Posey's going to play, so be on the lookout there. Looks like uh, Hundley might end up drawing the start. He got hurt yesterday. Posey did. so, um, But uh, Murphy at 2,800 again. He disappointed for me yesterday, but another guy who... The minor league numbers kind of profiled for him to be able to hit, at least in Coors Field here. This guy isn't just a defensive player, you know, who is just not very good. You know, he actually hit solidly in the minors. So, if he or Walters is in there, there's a couple of names for you to consider against Samarja today. Walters is the lefty-righty matchup, so maybe he does draw the star tonight. Uh... Austin Hedges in Milwaukee, you know, good hitting environment for him. 2.7K against Junior Guerra, if you wanted to look there. But I think Yasmani Grandal uh, splits really match up. 355 in the Woba, 235 in that ISO against Tim Edelman in the ballpark upgrade. He is uh, probably going to be somewhat chalky today, I think, at catcher. Okay, moving on to first base. And uh, you've got uh, Guy Coors here today uh, at. 3.5K in Brandon Belt against Sensatella, who's pitched pretty well in that ballpark, but uh, I'm not a huge believer. When you get guys who are batting third or fourth uh, for under 4K in Coors, that's going to put them in play. Now, I prefer Eric Thames today over him. He's a little bit cheaper, but I think in GPPs, Belt might actually have less ownership. I think a lot of people are going to go to Eric Thames tonight. Uh, And Thames is pretty cheap on DraftKings as well in fantasy draft. Only 4K over there on DK. Uh, so there's uh, some options for you there. Uh, Hanley Ramirez on DK and fantasy draft. I think he's like 6K on fantasy draft and 3,300 against Michael Fires. And he's been uh, just fine versus right-handed pitching there uh, over the last couple of years. So uh, Hanley Ramirez looks like a nice value play in your uh, multi-pitcher spends. And then uh, I really like Carlos Santana tonight, price per point just looks too cheap. Now, he hasn't played particularly great this season, but Nick Turley is a guy who I'm willing to pick on here today. And you can get him at 3.2. Edwin Encarnacion is 3.6. So if you're on that fantasy draft, you could play him both if you wanted to. Um, but I'll take the savings there on Santana. I know it's been a disappointing year for him, but very bullish on this uh, Indians offense here today. Uh, and that's probably my spots that I'm looking at. A guy like Matt Holiday, really good splits there versus lefties, if you think that offense gets going. um, Not a cheap price tag, though, at 3-8. That's kind of the drawback that you have on him today. Uh, And then, I mean, Matt Carpenter, even at 3-6 against Gossman, he has just been on fire as of late, and uh, I think he'll draw some ownership as well tonight. All right, moving on to second base today, and... In my uh, mock lineup, I've got Robinson Cano penciled in versus Tyson Ross, 254 ISO versus righties the last two years, hitting in 94-degree temperatures and a great ballpark upgrade, and just too cheap at 3-3. Uh, I think he fits the build no matter what you're really playing today. So I love him. I think he is the guy I'm going with now. in are lineups, and you need to punt. Jose Baez, or Javier Baez today, if he's in the lineup against Trevor Williams at just 2.2, you're going to need to, you know, dig up for some value. He uh, will provide some. Altuve's under four versus a lefty, but I'll save 600 and go with Cano over him as my preferred option tonight. Uh, If Headley would lead off, uh, or Utley, excuse me, would lead off against Adelman, he's only 2.4K, maybe some cheap exposure to the Dodgers that you can go to. And then Jason Kipnis today uh, against Nick Turley, I, it almost feels like the DK algorithm thought the uh, thought that the Indians were going to be facing somebody else because uh, just too cheap over there at 3,400. It seems like all the Indians are just too cheap tonight in a game which they've got one of the highest implied run totals on the board. Uh, and so yeah, that's those are my spots. Those are my guys. Pretty easy at second base today. Third base. Uh, looking at my shell lineup here, I've got Kyle Seager uh, penciled in against Tyson Ross. Again, Seager has been hitting the ball really well over the last month. Uh, hitting environment, saying it again, I think it's a really good one out there in, in Texas to be hitting in tonight. And the price is moderate at 3.4. I think Travis Shaw could be an underowned guy against Diaz today because he's more expensive than guys like Jerko, than, than Kyle Seager today. You know, only 400 less than somebody like Donaldson. So, uh, and Chris Bryant, like he's 200 less than Bryant, he's gonna be overlooked tonight. I think he's a great tournament play against Diaz. Uh, Sand uh, Milwaukee should put up some runs here tonight. Uh, Bryant's fine as well at three nine. And uh, I didn't even realize he was that cheap against Trevor Williams. Uh, and you know, Mister Sparkle is starting to uh, starting to turn the corner here a little bit. Starting to hit the ball much much better. And under 4K, anytime we can get him, I think he's squarely in play for us. I think Seager, if I need to save, I'll do it there. But if I can try and fit him in, Brian's going to make a really, really solid play tonight. Uh, Let's see. Jose Ramirez against Nick Turley. Uh, again, 3,500, 4K over there on DraftKings tonight. So maybe more of a FanDuel option. For us and Jed Jerko's fine as well. Do like him uh, under 4K on DK, moderately priced on fantasy draft tonight. Okay, over at shortstop, uh, I've got uh, Francisco Lindor as my number one guy tonight uh, at 3,500. So price per dollar, he is popping for me. Uh, I think he's a 4K guy, and you know, fine matchup for him. You know, 290 average against lefties, 340 Wobo, 158 ISO. They're going to score a bunch of runs today. So, you know, he or Kyle, or Corey Seager at 200 more. Again, these are the guys that you are going to be getting um, when you are kind of come off of uh, a Max Scherzer for me. So that's kind of my thoughts there. But I, I certainly like... Uh, both of those guys on the on the spend ups. Uh, if you're going value, if you need to save, Arcia 2K crapper against Diaz um, should be fine in that matchup. Almedes uh, Diaz is against Gossman. He's he's okay. I've been using him lately, and he's been getting it done for me. I would just probably rather pay up a little bit and get those other bigger bats uh, tonight and eh, that's kind of it. I think those are Taylor Motter over there on DK uh, and Fantasy Draft, 2,500 over on DraftKings, and on Fantasy Draft, 4,800. So when you can find those super cheap guys on Fantasy Draft, you might do that, and he's, uh, you know, unfortunately he's probably going to bat ninth, so that's going to take away from his upside over there, but uh, if for whatever reason they bump him in the order – Definitely consider him today uh, against Tyson Ross. All right, finally, we get to our outfielders of note. And, again, price per dollar, Dexter Fowler really pops against Kevin Gossman. Uh, Seems like an elite play at 3K tonight. Uh, So he will be in a number of my lineups. And I don't know if Cody Bellinger, you know, when this is going to slow down here because he has 18 home runs on the season. He's got six home runs in his last five games. This guy's like putting up MVP-type numbers as a rookie. Uh, and, you know, the Dodgers at 3,800. Man, that's just too – he should be 4,800 on Draft on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, they've got him over there at 4,800. I mean, 339 Woba versus – or 339 ISO versus Rydies. 372 Woba, 339 ISO against righties I don't know if it's sustainable to have that sort of ISO but he's pretty good now one guy who has that similar ISO versus lefties over the last two years is Giancarlo Stanton and he gets the rookie Newcomb so he's 4k over there on FanDuel 47 on DraftKings again if, if you really want to punt he is going to be uh, a pitcher he's a guy who's going to drive some ownership tonight just I mean beyond elite numbers there versus left-handed pitching uh, let's see. Ryan Rayburn, if you're looking for a punt today, uh, and if he's batting second against Steven Matz, you can get him at a minimum $2,000 over there on DraftKings. If you're batting second for 2000 unless you're Alcides Escobar, I'm probably playing you today, um, especially if I want to spend up on pitching. Same with Fantasy Draft. Like, just takes one 4K guy in Fantasy Draft to really allow you to get, you know, pretty much whatever bats you want. And Rayburn gets you there tonight. So don't be afraid to use him over there with a uh, elite batting order spot tonight. Uh, The Cubs and Kyle Schwarber maybe starting to uh, wake up a little bit at the plate at 2,600 against Trevor Williams, just too cheap on FanDuel. Not sure I'm going there on DraftKings outside of a Cubs stack because he's batting like 170 and he is 30. 900 over there on DraftKings, but Fanduel uh, gives you you know nice price relief there. Let me see what else I got on my Fanduel lineups. So, well, I talked about the guy I got in my in my mock lineups at the moment. Let's see if there's uh, any other outfielders that are popping for me here on any of these other sites. Obviously, Charlie Blackman today, he's just awesome at home. And by the way, you can get Brandon Belt over at Outfield on DraftKings. So. Uh, you know, give him a little bit of uh, look over there. Mm, let's see, fantasy draft. Looking at some of my uh, Bautista, pretty cheap on fantasy draft against the lefty at 8K. Uh, so he is a guy to uh, I think is in play over on that site. Uh, and by the way, Hanley also not just first base eligible, he's outfield eligible over there. So it's going to allow you to get. You know, one of those nice first base bats as well. But again, you got such flexibility over there on uh, fantasy draft. But think of that—you get them in infield, outfield, or utility. So love it, loving the fantasy draft setup. Uh, and uh, and that's it. I mean, uh, Brandon Crawford on fantasy draft, seventy five hundred—pretty fair price for him out there in uh, in Coors Field. So that's another guy who's popping a little bit in my uh, in my rankings and projections over there on that site. Uh, But that's it. I think it's a great night uh, in DFS because, you know, you've got Coors, but that might not even be the best hitting spot of the night. You've got Scherzer, who is the best pitcher, but he might not be the best option to play in our games today. So, uh, hey, you know what? Build some tournament lineups. Have yourself a great night in DFS, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it myself. Got a lot of content rolling here on Roto-Grinders. Obviously, we've got three hours, three and a half hours of live shows from 3.30 all the way up until Roster Lock at 7. You can find me on SiriusXM uh, tonight with uh, Justin Van Zooten. He is back off vacation, so he and I will chat about the Friday night slate from 6 until 7 here tonight. If you got any feedback about anything happening at Roto-Grinders, you know where to find me, dan at rotogrinders.com. The email, and of course, send me a message right here on RG or on Twitter at dan Be sure to follow us. Uh, over there on YouTube, and leave us a review on iTunes. So that's all the stuff we need you to do, and we appreciate you guys coming to the largest community in daily fantasy here at Roto-Grinders. I'll be back uh, on next Thursday. You're going to have Mangone, and uh, I think uh, Sir Giant's going to be with you as well. At least I know Mangone's definitely going to be here Monday through Wednesday next week on the podcast so we will keep this the show rolling for you even though i'll be doing some business up in new york uh at the fsta but thanks again for checking us out enjoy your night enjoy your weekend remember some weekend golf if things didn't go well for you over on DraftKings the first couple of days of the u.s open you can check that back out and uh i'll talk to you sometime next week have a great one and we will see you the all-new toyota rav4 asks what if what if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time introducing the all-new rav4 hybrid 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful rav4 plus with its head-turning style and breakaway speed it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid the all-new rav4 hybrid toyota let's go places horsepower ratings achieved using the required premium unleaded gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher premium fuel is not used performance will decrease and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off